0: Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story Podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. The HubSpot Podcast Network is the audio destination for business professionals who seek inspiration and education on how to grow a business. HubSpot Podcast Network hosts act as on-demand mentors to startups, scale-ups, entrepreneurs through practical tips and inspirational stories. Listen, learn and grow with the HubSpot Podcast Network at HubSpot.com/slash podcast network. Today, my guest is Prem Rawat. Prem is an international peace speaker, otherwise known as the Ambassador of Peace or the Maharaja. He was born in Northern India in 1957. Over the course of his career, he has addressed hundreds of millions of people worldwide at live events as well as on TV and radio. His talks have been translated into more than 75 languages and he is invited to speak at universities and prestigious international forums and events globally. He has accepted invitations from global business leaders, prison inmates, remote villagers in developing countries, anyone who wants to listen to his message. He is the best-selling author of Peace is Possible. He also is the founder of the Prem Rawat Foundation in 2001 with the mission to address fundamental human needs of food, water, and the often overlooked need for peace internationally. The award-winning Food for People program in India, Nepal, and Ghana that he has created have transformed entire communities. He has also created the Peace education program, which is taught in prisons, in countries ravaged by war, in veteran centers, and in hospitals in more than 70 countries. The program, also used in schools and universities worldwide, has reached all walks of life, including those marginalized by society and conflict, and inspires participants to experience real personal development and peace. In 2012, he received the Brand Laureate International Hall of Fame Lifetime Achievement Award, becoming the fourth recipient of the award, with previous winners, including Nelson Mandela and Steve Jobs. We're going to speak about some of the things, some of the teachings that he evangelizes over the course of his career to audiences of millions. We're also going to break down some lessons that he gives over in his new book, Hear Yourself, How to Find Peace in a Noisy World. These lessons are emotional, they're raw, they're things that are highly relevant over the past two years where it seems like we've had nothing but anxiety, stress, and a total lack of peace globally. If you are a business leader, I want you to listen to this conversation through the lens of how do I find inner peace with myself? And where is my place in the world as I build my thing? If you are somebody that just wants to be more in tune with what's happening and wants to know how you can be a better human in society, there will definitely be something for you in this chat as well. I really, really hope you enjoy. He's an incredible person, an incredible individual. This is Prem Rawat. So I'll, I'll pass it over to you. We'll start wherever you'd like to start in your origin story. So bring it back, Prem. I don't know where you want to start. I know you've spoken since you were something like four years old. So yes. you can walk me through the beginning, and then we can bring everyone up to speed to what you're working on now, what you're speaking about now, and, of course, some of the teachings that you, that you discuss in the book.
1: Well, it's really quite simple because... Um, At four, it wasn't like anything was scripted. It was very random. And uh, the whole idea was that people, I realized, needed peace. But everybody was distracted. Everybody was distracted by something or something or something. And even if it was just daily chores that they were doing, they were distracted. And somebody needed to remind them that, what they are looking for at the end of the day at the very basic basic stuff because you know if if you are not happy if you are if you are sad because of some reason and if you go to the bathroom you're still sad and if you're brushing your teeth you're still sad and if you are eating bananas you're still sad so if you're not happy then that's what's going on something is missing in your life uh, whatever it is that you are doing. And so, to get up and to talk about peace, that really what you're looking for is peace. Of course, you have to do what you have to do in your life, but what you're looking for is peace. And if you have that peace, then your outlook is totally different. The way you behave, the way you are in this world, you're totally different. Because people look for anger management, people look for success, people look for all of these things, but these things will only come about if you feel successful. Even if you are successful by any definition, but you don't feel successful, uh, it, it just isn't going to work. You know, it's like, it's like the teacher gave you homework and you never did it. I mean, you just never did it and you come to the school the next day. And your whole focus is on, I didn't do the homework, I didn't do the homework, and I hope she doesn't remember to ask for the homework assignment that she had given, and that would be great. So these things in the background, which we are not satisfied with, really end up driving everything that we do in our lives. And so that's why, this is what I have been doing since then, is going around and reminding people. Of how important it is to have peace in your life, to be to to actually feel successful, to actually feel that joy, to actually feel that happiness, not just talk about it, or not just have you know labels on the outside, because a lot of people can have labels on the refrigerator. Smile, you know, yeah, today is very important. Smile, but do you feel that today is important, or it's just just you know somebody's going to come along and push the two sides of your lips and 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 make you smile but you have to smile from inside when things are right you will smile naturally you don't have to remember to smile and that's that's really my story i just go around uh and the difference that i want to make is in people's lives i want to make a difference in people's lives where people realize that yeah fundamentally am i safe am i sound am i is, is everything proper? You know, it's like you don't go on a boat with holes, you know, in your hull. And your solution is, well, let me get more buckets. I will just take a whole bunch of buckets. No, you don't do that. You've got to have a sound hull, and uh, that's that's what I focus on is to help people have a sound sound life.
0: At what point in your life did you realize that this was something you wanted to do? Professionally, and not just help yourself, because I think a lot of people are very aware of things in their life well, a lot of people aren't very aware. excuse me, let me get that squared away first. That's why even you know on a show that is more targeted towards business professionals, I think the number one thing that I like to speak about is when you are achieving that measure of success, that people look at you and say that person's successful inside that person may be depressed, stressed out, wasting away because they can't figure out how to see themselves as successful. So that's the majority of people in my opinion. But then there's also group of people that also do understand that there's more to life than just money. And they have found that, but then there's you who has now evangelized that and made a profession out of it. So at what point was it the four-year-old prem? Was it the 20 year old prem when you're like, this is something that I actually enjoy doing. This is something that I actually want to build into a profession. What was that process for you?
1: Well, uh, it was much more natural than that, because at four, uh, my father, he would go and speak to people. And so he he really enjoyed me speaking, you know, uh, in front of people. Then when he passed away, I was given the responsibility of taking this message out to people. So that was nine. I was still going to school at 13. uh there was the summer vacation in India, in my, in my school, and it was like, go to the West and see if people would be interested. And uh, I came to the West. And so it just kept evolving and evolving mm-hmm. and evolving. And uh, so far, the, the, the professionalism of it is concerned. The professionalism, to the extent that it comes from my heart, this is what I find that it has to be. This kind of message is not something that you can create a business out of. You just have to be very human. This is, in a way, it's kind of hard to understand because it's the basics. It's the basics of just being human. You're reminding other people, please, just be human. Don't be, this. you're not this and you're not these labels and you're you're just a human being just like anyone else who came through one wall at one point in time and is going to go through another wall. And it doesn't matter what you do in the middle. You know, people do all sorts of things in the middle. And yet the wall doesn't move any closer or go any further away. It just stays where it is. And uh, to me, that's, that's what I have been doing. And for me, it's, it's been an evolution. And it, even today, uh, it continues to be an evolution. Uh, I keep evolving and evolving and evolving. And now I have taken on some trainings, which is the intelligent existence, a company that that I'm, you know, just go and train people on these things, on these subject matters. And so that's, that's really fascinating. That's really fascinating for me.
0: I love that. And I wish actually more people took that attitude towards what they do in life. Because one thing that I've seen with you is something that you've done for so long and it's come from the heart has actually manifested, again, a a definition of success by some people's metric. And I feel like a lot of people just try and play into not what they believe or that they wanna do, but what society tells them they should be doing. But I'm curious, okay, so let's talk about, let's talk about the the state of the world, the state of humanity, what people are experiencing right now. It's been a very tumultuous past two years, so what are your observations on, on where humanity is right now? I'm, that's a very broad, <laughs> very esoteric <laughs> question, but I know you probably have yes. some opinions.
1: Well, for, I would like to first of all <clears throat> say this.
2: There is a lot that is good.
1: There is a lot that is wrong. It's true. But I want to first start with all that is good. There's a lot of good people. And this pandemic could have been severely worse, but it wasn't because people actually helped each other. Now, there are some people who didn't help each other and don't help each other, but at the end of the day, I don't want this world to be about those people who are not part of it, who are not looking at this ecosystem, our environment, and saying and 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 responsibility saying, "Look, we can't just go around cutting these forests and we can't go around you know polluting our environment. we have to have things in a way where we manage take care of all that is around us, because all that is around us is incredibly precious i mean." You know, there is the Kohinoor diamond, and nobody would play hockey with it. You could. It's pretty strong, but you really wouldn't play hockey with it. Why? Because it is precious. And why is it precious? Because there isn't one like it anywhere else. Well, guess what? This planet Earth is also very precious because there is nothing like it anywhere else. On this planet Earth are human beings, are animals, magnificent animals, magnificent human beings, magnificent birds, magnificent fishes, magnificent insects, everything that's here. And it's unique. And we, if have the responsibility or the sense to be able to take care instead of abuse to take care of what is around us then this would be a very different world this would truly be a very different world and can we do that can we make this a truly a different world and the answer to that is of course we can i mean whatever the problems that we have in this world today the good news is we created them they didn't come from the moon they didn't come on a spaceship We created them. If we created them, then we have the possibility of changing that because we did it. You know, today, whatever things are at on all these species that are going extinct, all the forests that are being felled, we can change that. We actually can change that. But it really is going to require the sense of responsibility that we have not being able to accrue in our lives. This is the time when you have to realize that if this light is not going on, you keep throwing the switch and the light is not going on, that something is wrong. You can't just sit there for 2,000 years to 5,000 years and go, and hope that one day the light will go on just because you're making friction happen, you know. That is not going to work. We need to try different things. We need to give peace a chance. Question is, have we given peace a chance? Everybody I talk to, they say peace is not possible. I say peace is possible. But we have to give it a chance. And everybody is so divided on this issue. We need to unite. We We need to figure out how to come together on those issues that are important, because we certainly know how to come together on issues that are not important to us, (laughs) and everybody's ready to go for that, and that has to change. So, is this a bad world? No, it's actually a good world. And are human beings really bad? No, there are really good human beings. But we need to start acknowledging them. We need to start bringing forth who they are. You know, there's the word heroes, and so easily something happens, and oh, that person is my hero. We don't need heroes. What we need is more people that are good, not super powerful. not You know, we really need to start looking at ourselves. Uh, maybe the picture at first won't be good, but again, we can change it. We can make it whatever we want it to be.
0: So this is a good, this is this is perfect for for asking about, for rather the next question I wanted to bring up. When you wrote this book, so the book is Hear Yourself, How to Find Peace in a Noisy World. So I'm curious, when you wrote this book, were you considering finding peace in a noisy world in the context of I need to find peace in myself, in this all this signal out there, and I just need to be happy with who I am? Or is it peace as in, all the conflict all the all the the, the separation that we've seen especially in uh, obviously across the world but especially in North America over the past 2 years with politics and race and, and race and social justice issues is that the peace that we're trying to find which peace is going to be the one that's going to fix the
1: world rather <laughs> this is that's a very interesting question and the reason why it's interesting is that there is one noise. So we're talking about noise now. So there's one noise that is the outside noise, and I can take care of that by putting earplugs in. But then there is another noise that is between my ears, and no amount of earplugs are going to silence that noise. Now the question is, what is projected in this world that is negative, that is bad, is it coming from outside noise or is it coming from the noise between the ears? Because if it is coming from the noise that is between the ears, then it is the inner peace that will silence that.
2: So the outer peace will be because of the inner peace because
1: all the wars are because of the war within people like united nations said you know the the wars begin in the minds of human beings Mm -hmm. that's where it begins so if there is a hole somewhere it's the hole where we don't have the luxury of having that peace inside of us. And that's where we have to find it. That's that's what this book is all about. It is really changing. Instead of focusing outside, the world is bad outside, the world is bad outside. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on inside people? What is going on inside human beings? We want people to be kind. How do you make a person kind? You don't... Try to teach kindness. You can't teach kindness to somebody. You can start to say, you know, be kind and you can hit a person (laughs) if they're not kind. But that's not going to teach them kindness. Kindness comes when you're feeling good. That one day that you get up and you feel great because you've had a good sleep. Everything is going good in your life. You feel good. You know, you're whistling away. You go. Somebody takes your parking spot. Fine. You're like, go ahead, it's okay. Somebody cuts in front of you in the line, you don't care. It's like, come on in. No, not a problem. What happened? What happened was you were happy. And because you were happy, you automatically became kind. Now, when you are upset and somebody cuts you in front of you, you get outraged. Why? Because that rage is inside of you. You see, wherever we go, we take peace with us, and we take anger with us, wherever we go. It's not like, you know, when you bolt your uh, bathroom door, that the peace and all those things are waiting for you on the other side. No, they, they came in with you. Wherever you go, when you travel on an airplane, all of this goes with you. So, question really becomes, is that isn't the world situation that is bad, a projection of what is happening inside people, and I know for sure that that's the case because when they are frustrated, everything is frustrated outside, mm-hmm. and uh, unless we fix it inside human beings, uh put them in touch with that beauty um, you know and 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 again, I want to say that. There are people who have a lot that is good inside of them. And that's why the world picture is not as bad as it could be.
0: I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Quantum Metric. So what Quantum Metric is going to do is it's going to allow you to develop a single source of customer-centric truth that can help you understand how to position your products, how to sell to your customers. Because anyone is a digital leader, who wants to understand your customers better? It should be 100% of you. You should want to understand the customer experience when they hit your website. And then you also want to understand not just your customers, but who else in the world is having similar experiences and how can you use that information to make informed decisions about how your business moves forward? We are gearing up for an unprecedented 2021 e-commerce season. E-commerce sales are expected to exceed 2020 benchmarks, even though COVID is lightening up. Consumer behavior has changed forever. And with Quantum Metric, you can prepare yourself to capture every single customer revenue opportunity. So their unique approach to the digital experience that the customer has while engaging with your brand helps top retailers, e-commerce outlets quickly identify and prioritize large and small revenue opportunities. And they customers coming back. So everything from page hits, mouse movements, scrolling, typing, out-of-the-box interactions that you couldn't even think of, various events, API calls, literally everything. They quantify that data and they present it to you so that you can use that data to make informed decisions about how customers interact with your brand online. So if you want to reduce customer friction, if you want to increase conversions, drive more revenue, optimize user experience, personalize the shopping experience for all of your customers, go visit quantummetric.com slash pod offer. That's quantummetric.com slash pod offer. And go see if you qualify for the 12 Days of Insights offer using the code SUCCESS. The 12 Days of insight offer gives you 12 days of access to the Quantum Metric platform with a bespoke insight report that will help you identify where customers are struggling and engaging with your online experience and your digital product. Some restrictions apply, but for the majority of people, go to quantummetric.com slash podoffer, enter the code SUCCESS and you will be able to receive their 12 days of insights offer. Get ready to understand your customers with intimate detail that can optimize experience, and revenue and give your customers an overall much more pleasant experience when they hit your site. All right, let's get back to the show. I just wanna take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Manly Bands. Listen, guys, for your better halves entire life, they've been thinking of the perfect ring, the cut, the clarity, the shape of the diamond, whatever it may be. A lot of thought goes into her ring, less thought goes into our ring. And I partnered up with Manly Bands because I've actually never found a company that is entirely focused on creating bands for men. So Manly Bands saves you from the hellish experience that is buying a great ring for a man. Literally every type of metal you can possibly think of, every type of style, in every single size, obviously they have that available one-stop shop for all men's rings. So obviously first you're going to Manly Bands and you're getting a ring sizer to make sure that your ring fits, not too tight, not too large, it's gonna slip off. Then after you know your size, that's where the fun starts. You pick from gold, wood, antler, steel. They even have dinosaur bone and meteorite as options for materials to build your ring from. And if you don't want to start from scratch, you can go to one of their collections. They're all rated so you can see what's popular, what looks good. They have a Jack Daniels whiskey barrel collection. And if you already have a wedding band, this is just a beautiful ring that you can wear. It's stylish. You can use it for other occasions. Perhaps you don't have to wear it as a wedding band either. You can just use it as another ring. The point is, high quality Quality, great, wide selection of material. It looks good. It feels good. And like I said, I've never seen a bespoke store for men's rings like this. So, once you've selected your ring, if you're going through the Success Story podcast, if you're listening to this right now, you're going to get 21% off. I'll give you a code in a second, but there's free worldwide shipping and a 30 day exchange policy and free warranty included in your ring. So, if you want to get 21% off your next ring or band purchase, and also you'll get a free silicone ring that you can use when you're working out, when you're in the gym, whatever, you go to manlybands.com slash success story. That's manlybands.com slash success story. You get 21% off, you get a free silicone ring, worldwide shipping, 30-day exchange, the best damn ring you'll ever buy, period. All right, let's get back to the show. Now, um, in the age of, of social media and media in general, when it seems like all of these apps and what we see on TV almost tries to double down on the negative, on that inner peace. It tries to disrupt it as much as possible because when something disrupts inner peace in a news cycle or on social media, that gets your attention. And that's those those objectives from a news organization are counter to what you should be focusing on as an individual if you are trying to achieve peace and happiness in your life. You see it all the time, but people are obsessed with this and now it's harder than ever to pull away. So how do we shut off the negative noise that is playing into our psychological need for adversity and anger? And, and how do we achieve that in our lives so that we can go through the day and not be mad when somebody cuts us off?
2: Hmm.
1: Yes. Uh, more and more of this behavior that we have learned, the worst and worse the situations on the outside get. Road rage has really become very prevalent. You know, did it always exist? In some little form, it always existed. But now it's really, really prevalent. But these are behaviors that we weren't born with. These are behaviors that we have learned. Social media is a behavior that we have actually learned. The importance of being on social media. I mean, I know what it is. You know, I was, when I was born and I was being raised in India, we didn't have cell phones. And in fact, when I came to the West, we didn't have cell phones. A cell phone that you could get in those days was the size of an attache case, <laughs> and you had to carry it around and charge it and, you know, so on. And you could get a car phone installed and you could talk to international countries better on that phone than on regular landline, because an operator would come on
2: and connect you through. So, you
1: couldn't misplace your phone, because it was (laughs) a physical thing that sat somewhere. You know, not too long ago, somebody lost their phone and the level of distress it caused them because they misplaced their phone or their phone got stolen was unbelievable. Unbelievable. But these are learned behaviors. These are not natural to us. This is what we have to remember. We have learned something, and we have to decide, do we like it or not? We cannot become slave to it. We need to be the owner of our life. We need to be the captain of this ship. Because we are the captain of this ship. Nobody else is the captain of this ship. We are the captain of this ship. We've got the steering wheel in the palm of our hands. And we steer it. When we... Don't pay attention, things don't go well. When we pay attention, things do go well. We are the captain. This is happening on our watch. How are we going to change it? Are we going to become conscious of what is happening in our lives? Or are we going to remain unconscious? And just, you know, if this is happening and I don't care, I just want to flow with the flow. Mm -hmm. the thing is flow with the flow is fine
2: but you might drown you have to get out of
1: the river and people are just more concerned about that flow more concerned about being on the phone more concerned about and this all stems from one thing this stems from this disease that is called what
2: do other people think of me
1: am i cool i i once saw this documentary and this documentary was about advertising and the the host asked this question he says how is it possible that water started to get sold Water. I mean, you know, we're 70% water, our planet is 70% water, so it's one of the most abundant things. And yet, we buy water. So then it cuts to this lady who used to be in this advertising company, and somebody went to her and said, we want to sell bottled water. How do we do it? So she put two and two together. And she said, okay, you can't sell water. But what you can sell is the coolness. The coolness of drinking water from a bottle. So this is what she sold. And people bought it. People everywhere said, yes, it is a cool thing to have a bottle. In India, it is amazing. Sometimes... You know, and when I do large events in India, you know, it's 200,000, 300,000 people. And you go back, and of course, we make sure that all the bottles get picked up. But it is absolutely bizarre of how many empty bottles there are. You know, people have just taken and... This is what happens. As human beings, we need to be human, not become sheep. We are starting to become sheep and this is not right. This is not correct. One story that really makes a big difference in people's lives because uh, one of my programs, which is the peace education program is in prisons and uh, helping people who are locked away and so on and so forth. And a simple story is that one day there was uh, a farmer, and he took his sheep out grazing, and he found a little lion cub. I'm, I'm really cutting the story short, but okay. he found a little <laughs> lion cub. <laughs> he brought the lion cub back home, and he put the lion cub with the sheep. So slowly, slowly, over the period of years, the lion cub grew up. He would go out with the sheep. He would come back with the sheep. He would live with the sheep. One day, a real lion came. And when the real lion came, the lion roared, and all the sheep scattered, and the little cub scattered too. He buried his head in a, in a tree trunk, and uh, the when the big lion saw this, he came over to the little cub lion and said, what are you doing? So oh, please don't eat me, you know, you're going to eat me. He said, no, I'm not going to eat you, I'm going to eat the sheep, not you, you're just like me. He goes, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I'm a sheep, I'm a poor sheep. Please don't eat me. And the lion said, come with me. He took him over to the lake. He said, look in, see your reflection. And when the little cub saw his reflection, he realized he wasn't a sheep. We have become sheep because we just follow what other people do. We have to be in charge of our life. That's what this book is all about. This this book really is to entitle you As a human being, to start looking at yourself as a human being, not just what the world is projecting on you, but what you project on the world. It should be the other way around. Right now, the screen is driving the projector, not the projector driving the screen. It's the other way around, and that's why it doesn't feel good.
0: I love, I love that analogy, and that is a very good story. I want to understand if you are trying to take a little bit more control of your own life. There's so many benefits in, in all aspects of your life, personal and professional. One of the main topics that was in this book is gratitude. And I think that that's an important topic that I want to unpack because I think that if we have more gratitude in our lives, perhaps we are a little bit happier with where we're at and less of a slave to other people's opinions. And that sheep analogy, the sheep story, is a perfect analogy for why we get sucked into social media, why we buy things that we can't afford, why we post these things for people to look at, even for people that we don't even care about. We want to validate ourselves. So, talk to me about gratitude, some lessons that you've learned or that you can impart on the audience about how important it is or how to have more gratitude for the things that you do have so that you don't have to become a slave to other people's expectations.
1: Well, let me tell you a story, another story. I love the stories. So <laughs> they're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So once one day, um, the king was going to attack uh, and have a war. So all night long, he just lay there on his bed going, you know, I'm going to be fighting tomorrow and I might get slain. And if I do, am I going to go to heaven or am I going to go to hell? So he kept saying that to himself, heaven, hell, heaven, hell. He woke up in the morning and he was all confused. He's like, well, I don't know what heaven is. I don't know what hell is. So he got ready and he's out there and his army is following him and he's in the front. And this... This is just going on in his head. What is heaven? What is hell? What is heaven? What is hell? And he sees a wise old man walking. So he immediately takes his horse and runs over to him and says, Hey, wise man, tell me, what is heaven? What is hell? And the wise man says, I don't have the time. I'm on my way. I, I, I can't talk to you. The king becomes furious. Do you have any idea who I am? I'm the king. I'm your king. I'm your sovereign master. How come you don't have time for me? What's wrong with you? You know, blah, 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 blah. And the wise
2: man said, King, now you are in hell.
1: As soon as the king heard that, he was like, Wow, he's right. He's right. He really is wise. Immediately, the king got off his horse. God on his knees says, thank you so much. You really opened my eyes. And the wise man said, King, now
2: you are in heaven. That's what gratitude is. Gratitude is a little bit of heaven on earth. It is when everything is right with you that you feel thankful
1: not wrong. We live in the midst of so many things every day. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. We worry. We worry and we worry and we worry. We have the fear. The fear produces all the worrying and the worrying produces anger. And then we, of course, say to ourselves, you know, I I, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. But never for once do we stop
2: and look around and be thankful.
1: Not for what we, you know, because our whole life is about what we don't have. This is what we think about. I don't have this, I need that, I need that, I need that, I need that. But what
2: would happen if we started taking
1: Just small notice of all those things that we do have. That we have this breath. That we have this life. That we have this existence. That we have this opportunity to be alive. That we have this body. That we have some good friends. That we have parents. That we have whoever, whatever is good in our life. Because if we don't take inventory of it, We know in business you need to have inventory. If you don't take inventory of what you have and you always keep pretending of what you don't have, then you're going to order way too much and you're going to have a surplus and the law of supply and demand will disappear because if there isn't the demand, what are you going to do? Supply or no supply, you don't have it the demand, then you have all these things that are just lying there, and you're paying for it. So, same thing in life. We have to take cognizance of those things that we do have. And that creates, naturally, when you look at those things, that creates gratitude. And when gratitude comes, it makes things right. It's a beautiful thing. It makes you smile not because somebody told you to smile, but you smile because you wanted to smile. That's what gratitude does. It makes you appreciate all those things that you do have, because all you appreciate right now is all the things you don't have, but you have to appreciate the things you do have.
0: I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Hubspot. Hubspot's CRM is the easiest tool you can ever find to align your team. There are two features that you need in a CRM that optimize every activity your team does. It's the ability to communicate, meaning chat, email, etc., messaging, as well as a unified system of record. Your company is going to use a CRM to manage conversations with prospects and customers throughout all stages of the buyer journey. And as your company grows, these conversations get a little bit more difficult. Information may get lost. Communication may be disjointed and HubSpot solves all that. Using HubSpot as your CRM makes sure that all of your communication and your records are unified across your entire organization, meaning that from when you first have that initial touch point with the customer and they enter your funnel all the way through to when they actually sign that contract and after with customer success, every piece of information, every bit of communication is aligned and congruent across your company. You can install live chat on your website and allow sales or support to talk to prospects directly. You can send marketing emails on behalf of a sales rep to complement their outbound campaign. You can allow prospects to book meetings directly from marketing emails right into a sales rep's calendar. And all the interaction, all the communication is seamlessly documented into your HubSpot CRM so that if somebody else has to look into an account or to help out, they know exactly where the last person left off. Best of all, with HubSpot's various price points and flexible pricing, any company at any stage can take advantage of the various features that HubSpot has to offer, starting with free and allowing for more scalability and complexity as your organization grows. Learn how to scale your company without scaling complexity at HubSpot.com. All right, let's get back to the show. I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Just Just works is the tool that allows you to start, run, and grow a business. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, and they are usually burnt out doing everything, trying to manage every aspect of their business, and failing at all of them. If you feel like you're doing it all, if you feel like you don't want to worry about the headache of onboarding, HR, benefits, payroll, and that's one thing that you could do without worrying about. JustWorks is the platform that can truly help your business and perhaps give you some of your life back and some peace of mind. So JustWorks is a tool that allows you to easily hire and manage your employees. With JustWorks, your employees can onboard themselves in minutes, it gives your employees access to national large group health insurance plans, it handles payroll, personal time off requests, and it has a 24-7, 365 support team in case you or one of your employees needs help figuring out something. So anything benefits payroll, HR, onboarding. It's intuitive. It's simple. It's user-friendly. It's easy to set up. It's easy for your employees to use. And after you've onboarded your employees, even taking care of payroll and then tax regulations, requirements, that's all taken care of with JustWorks as well. So if you want to stop working in your business and start working on your business, stop doing everything. Use tools that allow you to scale yourself and make yourself redundant so that you can focus on the vision, growing the company, moving it forward. If you want to to try out justworks go to justworks.com for more info you will be able to learn how justworks can help your business that's justworks.com all right let's get back to the show so when you do appreciate the thing when you get that gratitude and you do appreciate the things you do have you're one step closer to actually being happy and in, internalizing happiness but that doesn't solve that doesn't solve for well does it does it solve for all the anger and the stress that you see at a global scale because okay so say a couple people take this lesson to heart but still at a global level we still see again all of this division and separation and how do we how do we work towards solving those and and what because not everybody is going to get on board right not everybody so how do we get more of those good people and how do we tip the scales in that direction so that we can have critical mass on the good side? And perhaps that will sort of mitigate some of the bad.
1: Well, here's the issue. When we look at the badness in this world, badness, if there is Badness, word, yes. Airports, we... <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we see that there is no shortage of food. There is no shortage of food. There's plenty of food that's, mm-hmm. you know.
2: The earth plenty of puts food, out plenty of meat.
1: money, ev- there's plenty of everything. Plenty of everything, plenty of everything. And no reason for situations to be bad. But wherever I
2: go, people say, oh, it's the greed. It is the greed that is making things the way they are. This is a greedy world we live in. So then the question becomes, what is the antidote for greed? What will take away greed? What happens when you
1: come across your favorite song being played on the car radio?
2: It's, it's happy volume, it, okay. volume goes up, right? Yeah. Because you love that song. You yeah. like that song. When you like something, you don't
1: mind sharing it. When you're cooking
2: yeah.
1: in your kitchen, you got your friends around and you're making a dish and it tastes great. It tastes incredible. You're like, okay, you got to taste this. You got to taste this. It's not ready yet, but you got to taste this. And you're giving it in a spoon because you want to share. Something, when it's good, you want to share. Same thing. When you appreciate gratitude. Gratitude is what? Appreciation is one thing those people who have greed don't have. Because they cannot sit down and appreciate what they have. And so it's like, I need more, 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 more. And as soon as they start appreciating, they will see the abundance. So, this is why gratitude is so important, because it actually can take us and tip us, like you said, towards being who we really are. You know, this is what Socrates said, be thyself, you know, know thyself. And we we don't know who we are, so we're walking around, In a daze, it's like, well, who am I? You know, oh, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. But we are none of those things. We do have something very beautiful inside of us. And we don't appreciate it. That simple appreciation of who you are, by knowing who you are, can bring gratitude. And when it can tip
2: you, it can tip humanity. Because humanity is nothing more than a whole bunch of
0: you. I love that. Do you have, for somebody who's listening to this, and they want to focus on understanding who they are so they can feel more gratitude in their life for the things that they do have, do you have perhaps an exercise or something that they can action that would help them start to get on this process to understand who they really are?
2: Okay, I'm asked that quite a bit, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so that's a very good question. To me, it's like this. I want for them to just think about one thing, and that is that what they are looking for, I'm not even defining what they are looking for, but what they are looking for is inside of them. That's it. I want them to just stop, understand that what they are looking for is inside of them. Period. And if they can do that, they have taken the first step towards the journey home. because that's what we don't do we are
1: so triggered it's somewhere out there something else somebody else is going to fix my problems there's going to be an angel a, that's going to come a, a the world a drug, leader a tactic, is going
0: something it. yeah
1: exactly
2: but what you're looking for is inside of you so it's like this you're walking in the desert you're thirsty And you don't know what to do. Just know that the bottle of water that you placed in your backpack is still there. Don't become delirious. Put down your backpack,
1: open your backpack, take out the bottle and quench your thirst. That's all you have to do. That's how you begin.
2: I love that. That's how simple it is. We overcomplicate everything, don't we? Oh,
1: absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Some course that you have to take, somewhere that you have to go. No. The thirst is in you, and that water is in you too. This is the message that has been for years and years and years and thousands of years. What you're looking for is inside of you.
0: All right. I want to, I want to, um, I always do some rapid fire questions for you at the end of every show. And I know that we're going to probably take another 10, 15 minutes to do that. So before I pivot, were there any other teachings or insights that you wanted to speak about, even what people would get out of reading this book, just to close off this discussion? Because that's been very good. Thank you.
1: I I really think that one thing they will come away with, and... It is really giving a totally different perspective to the everyday common problems that we have. It is really allowing somebody to look at their life, other people's life, situations that they come through in a totally different light, you know, and and I have to say that uh, I did the audio book for this book. So I had to, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So I ended up reading the whole book again and again and yeah. again in paragraphs and paragraphs, <laughs> and it had a profound effect on me. Even though I put it together, it had a profound effect on me, because it's like, yeah, you know, I could, I, I could, I can get mad at people. I have anger in me, just like anybody else. I'm not, you know, one of those things that does, never gets mad or never gets angry, uh, but. Again, just to be able to say, look, that's my choice. You know, it's my choice if I want to be angry. It's my choice if I want to be this way. I am the captain. I am steering the ship. And this this situation that whatever I have created around me, is it something that I want or I don't want? You know, one of the things that I say in this book is only take away from this book what makes sense to you if it doesn't make sense don't do it and so it has to make sense you have to understand it it has to say yeah okay the penny dropped you know and Mm -hmm. this book is about dropping a few pennies um just you know (laughs) that's that's what it is very good and if people do
0: want to go get the book or reach out to you or consume more of your content where would they go Social website, to, all of
1: that. Yeah, I'm on YouTube, Prem Rawat uh, official channel on YouTube, and there's also premrawat.com, and then there is also TPRF, which is which stands for the Prem Rawat Foundation, and uh, all this content is is available. And then there is timelesstoday.com, and uh, all the content is available there as well. Amazing. Okay,
0: amazing. Okay, so these are more career questions, and well, actually, some of them are personal questions that I want to pull out. So the first question I ask is, "What's the biggest challenge you've overcome in your like your personal or professional professional life? Excuse me, and how did you overcome it?"
1: The challenge isn't just that I have overcome the challenge; is that I have to overcome every single day, because every day I am given a pot of gold, and I have to save it. If I throw that pot away, it's never going to come back. That's what every day is about. I'm, my challenge is every single day. And when I look back at my life, I have to say, how many pots did I save and how many pots did I throw away? I am inspired by how many pots I saved and I am cautioned by how many pots I threw away so that I don't do that again. And the challenge has become every single day, and I love that challenge.
0: Uh, one person who had an incredible impact on
1: your life, who was that, and what did they teach you? My father. They had incredible impact on my life, and they, he, my father is no longer with me. But they can. He continues to teach me. continues to shape me because he told me so much, and then everybody else in my life, even people who are not traveling with me, just, you know, I learned, I try to learn from people wherever I go. And one day I saw this one person, they were walking with their bicycle and they were moving their hands and talking. And I just kind of felt sorry for them. I said, you know, they're really wacko because they're just talking to themselves. And then when that person came close, I realized they had headphones on. They were actually on their phone <laughs> talking to somebody in the, in the ether. So everybody can teach me. Everybody can teach me every single day. Good attitude. Uh, And good to be attitude. able to get to that point has been this journey that still continues to unfold.
0: If you had to pick a book or a podcast or some source that somebody should go learn from outside, of course, of the stuff that you've, you've put out, what would be something that you'd recommend?
1: Everywhere you go, take it in, take it in, take it in, take it in. A lot of people go, oh, yeah, I don't want to take that in because that person wasn't this, a person wasn't that. No, it's just like going in a shopping center. You don't buy everything in that shop. You buy what you came to buy. What makes sense to you? Take it in. Take it in and take it in. There's so many wonderful books. There's so many wonderful songs. You know, human beings have been on the face of this earth for a very long time, and they have done some magnificent things. And all those need to be accepted. All those things need to be appreciated. Because our inspiration can come from that. We are incredibly creative beings. Incredibly, incredibly creative. And we should stay that way.
2: And what would be one unpopular opinion that you hold? Well, when any
1: person says, I know what you're talking about. That is very not popular with me at all. (laughs) Like, no, listen, 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 you know, give yourself the benefit that you can learn.
0: Very good. And then last question, what does success mean to you?
1: Success means feeling that uh, gratitude every single day. That's what success means to me. Not there's a line that, yeah, I've got enough of this or enough of that. I mean, why should I? I, Why should I say I've got enough of this? No, I can have more. I can have more and I can have more and I can have more. This is what peace does to you. It's like it gives you this ability to be able to enjoy life with no limits all of a sudden you can say, I don't want to limit this. I don't want to limit what gratitude makes me feel like. I don't want to limit what peace makes me feel like. I don't want to limit what happiness makes me feel like. No limits whatsoever. And appreciate every day. This is, for me, my success. Did I, did I, did I capture today? Then if I did, great. If not, then nothing happened you know to me this becomes that thing it's like you know i'm a pilot i fly airplanes and when i do there's one thing it's called situational awareness and i talk about that in the book too it's so important because if you don't have situational awareness things are not going to go good for you and maybe socrates didn't say it in those exact words the words he used were know thyself but he's still talking about situational awareness to be aware of where and where and what is happening around you. So that's the way I look at success is when you know yourself.
0: I love it. That's, that's all I
1: have. That's perfect.
0: Thank you very much. Great. Thank that you. That's great. Thank you.